Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are, up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. When the blazing sun is gone, when he nothing shines upon, then you show your little light, twinkle, twinkle, all the night. Then the traveler in the dark thanks you for your tiny spark. How could he see where to go if you did not twinkle so? In the dark blue sky you keep, often through my curtains you peep. For you never shut your eye till the sun is in the sky. As your bright and tiny spark lights the traveler in the dark, though I know not where you are, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yo, 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 what's going on? What is up in the house? It is Brandon. Trevor. It's Matt. And Carly. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hello. <laughs> if you've come back, how's it going? All right, so we have Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And for the analysis of it, we're going to start with the summary. And there's different aspects of the summary. So the biggest thing about Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star by far is its popularity. The poem was actually uh, published with a different name, The Star, and it was published in 1806, which is a really long time ago. And it started, you know, it, had a, it has a perfect rhyme scheme, as it says, and it was originally written for children to sing in a chorus. And it's, you know, it's been sing, sung thousands and thousands of times over the globe for the past, you know, 200 years. And it has various adaptations as well. It was written by her sister, uh, Anne and Jane, right? Yeah. I think it's important that the name was changed because it just like brings like a better like catchier like twinkle twinkle little star like that's like the main emphasis. No, yeah, definitely. Home, so like, if it was just the star, that'd be kind of like more serious. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what I'm focusing on is the it's as it it's a twinkle star as a child's poem. So pretty much, it's written from a child's perspective that. Um, where they're asking, like, they don't know what the star is, really. And they're asking how far it is. And, like, it's really the, uh, it's in the minds of the children, the, uh, the poem. They can't, um, they don't really comprehend, like, the deeper meaning of it. It's really just them, like, asking what it is. So that's like, it's like, I feel like it's a really simple um, way of looking at it. Uh, some of the major themes were that it's comprised of the, the young child's thoughts and how he looks at the, the diamonds in the sky or yeah. how these all come to life in his imagination. An example being like, when the sky is dark, the child says that he sees the the light through the curtains and it peeps at him or peeks at him that's just, i don't know it says something like that yeah it peeps all right so a major thing that we see within twinkle twinkle little star that might be a little bit covered is the literary devices uh as we explained last time it's such a major uh majorly well-known book well, no, not book, sorry, poem. And since we sort of grow up hearing it, we don't really think more in depth with it than we uh, specifically should. But but in reality, there's things like personification, which um, the author really uses to 
uh, bring the star more human qualities that we necessarily wouldn't see if we were just reading it like we were as kids. Um, she personifies the star in like the last line uh, of the eighth stanza when she says, uh, never shut your eye. Like the star is a person who actually has eyes, but in reality, it's a star, it's an inanimate object who cannot do that. So another um, literary device that's shown is a simile, which a simile is a comparison using like or as. And there's only really one simile in here, and it's using the last line of the first stanza, and it is like a diamond in the sky. And this is essentially showing how the poet has compared the star to a diamond to tell how brightly it shines. Okay, so moving on, another big thing that I analyze was imagery because for this poem I feel like when you're little you can always imagine like the dark blue sky and the the diamond like stars and this poem is a perfect um, example of how good that imagery is in poems through like we can like see an image like the poem paints a picture like when it says the stars are like bright and tiny sparkles you can just see like a spread of stars in the sky and it also says dark blue sky so yeah uh an apostrophe which was another uh device that was used often it uses the the space to show how the traveler is guided at night and how the child talks to the star and expressing the amazement and surprise. So another uh, common uh, literary advice that we see within not only Twinkle Twinkle Little Star but dozens of other poems is alliteration where uh, the you're repeating the same consonant sounds uh, such as the use of like the T sound within Twinkle Twinkle or the R slash N sound in the then and the. Uh, this is a really big thing that we see throughout the poem that sort of gives it its catchiness that we all know that makes it a classic today. And the next two things are assonance and consonance. So an assonance is the repetition of the vowel sound in the same line. So like for example, it'd be like A or O that come quick and where it's represented is towards the end the, the, the second to last line where it says though I know not what you are so though I know not is the example of accidents. And so in consonants it's pretty similar but it's just a repetition of consonant sounds so for example the, the K in twinkle and the T in little star it just brings it all together and like makes you remember it and it makes it easier for you to repeat it to others. And then concluding the analysis, it is said that Taylor had made it, uh, that she used all the different devices to make the poem better and bring more emotion and imagery to it. And this is also her, yeah, it was also her attempt to show what she was thinking while she was writing the poem itself. Yeah, imagine like her reading it. Night. Now, maybe the most important part of really creating a poem is 
how to sort of uh, establish the way in which you'll separate things, uh, such as the poetic devices. Uh, a main thing that we see not only in Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, but in a lot of poems is our stanzas, which uh, are poetic forms of some lines. In the poem, uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, there is eight stanzas, all with four verses each. So, and then there are these things called quatrains, which a quatrain is a four-line stanza, um, and it's borrowed from Persian poetry, so from little history. And here in this poem, each stanza is a quatrain, um, such as like the first, like all of them, they have, since they have four uh, lines in them. So another poetic device, I think is the most known, is a rhyme scheme. And so there's all different types, and this poem is an A-A-B-B-C-C-B-D rhyme scheme. So that means the first two lines rhyme with each other, and the second two lines rhyme with each other. So like, for example, star, are high and sky in like the first stanza. Uh, next would be one that we may not know the name of, but we've definitely heard of, being a trochet. And a trochet uh, means that there is one stressed and one unstressed syllable in a line uh, given the next point. <laughs> <laughs> As Matt said, uh, there are stressed and unstressed syllables uh, sort of incorporated into tro troches. Um, the two types of syllables are obviously uh, stressed and unstressed, with stress coming first, and the second one is being unstressed. Uh, an example of this would be uh, in the syllable twinkle, and sort of that pattern that we see all throughout the poem. So the next thing is repetition which repetition can be seen in the word twinkle. Um, and it has created also a musical quality to the poem. So twinkle, twinkle, little star, and it's used multiple times. So with this, we can and now analyze. Oh, wait, I thought you did refrain. Not a repetition. All right, so refrain, that was confused. So refrain is when you have repeated lines and phrases. And so obviously in this one, I hope you caught on, this twinkle, twinkle little star. And I think it just groups you back to focus each couple um, stanzas. And so like twinkle, twinkle little star is repeated the first, second, and last stanza. Uh, and then to conclude, the analyst is, uh, is that the, what is it? Who am, I, who am I trying to get out here? It may seem innocent, but it is pointing to like the darker reality yeah. that there's a beacon in the middle of the night that just shines. And yeah, we could also good. tie it into like a, a godly figure, I guess you could say. Or maybe even like a hope when a there's hope. not hope. But the simplicity of the poem makes it something that appeals to uh, children. children and is ultimately catchy enough that we remember the verse of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star throughout our whole lives. Yeah.